Welcome to episode 200 of the No Clue Podcast. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Tyler. I'm Mike. 200 episodes, man. Yeah. It's been a while, but we are at 200. Um, We're not going to celebrate right now. We'll celebrate later. Let's get right into it. Um, uh, The divisional playoffs are done. Yes. We now have the conference uh, championships coming up. Let's get into this weekend's games. You want to start with the Bills and Bengals? Yeah, this was the 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 surprising ass whooping of the weekend, I think. Yeah, this was set up definitely to be the most competitive game on paper set uh, up. Right, right. This yeah, was, then... you know, the the clear second and third best team in the AFC and we didn't know which was second, which was third. Right. And we do now. Uh, yes. Cincinnati, I mean, Cincinnati dominated them from the beginning to the end in their building, yeah. in their, uh, weather, in yeah. their momentum that I thought the bills had. Yeah. I mean, Cincinnati took it all. Yeah. And it, the bills had, uh, like you said, momentum, you thought they had a lot of confidence coming in. Um, the Hamlin situation was done. You know, at least for the most part, done. He's he's okay. He was at the game. He was pumping the crowd up. They had the emotional aspect of it. They had every reason to come out and play great in this. They had the motivation. Um, but yeah, it looked. Really I mean, I bad. feel bad. I feel bad as a Buffalo. If like I'm a Buffalo fan, that was yeah. worst case scenario. The weather was horrible, and my team yeah. got like destroyed from the first five minutes of the game. Yeah, and the thing is, to your point, it was their weather. Like they that's where they should have been the ones to have the advantage there. Yeah. They've been practicing in it all week. But you know, they actually looked like they look like they haven't been used to the weather. They look like it was new to them out there. Yeah. Um especially I mean now. granted it gets cold in Cincinnati as far as I know. It does, yeah. Uh but still like you you should have you should be more prepared than you were flat out yeah they looked flustered for most of the game yeah. to me yeah and it really exposed that they don't run the ball well yep they did like cincinnati yeah. didn't run the ball well all year but you could tell that they could mhm and they showed that like they started off feeding mixon i mean mixon was talking crazy trash the week prior Yep. And and he was one of the best players on the field. Yeah. I will say this about the Bengals. I'm not sure if anyone in the playoffs mixes it up as much as them on offense. I mean, they yeah. find everybody. Everybody gets a touch. Um, yeah. Everyone who can rush for them rushes and gets gets a look, gets a touch. Um So they get they just spread the ball around. They spread the offense around so much. And it makes yeah. you even think that they're more stacked than they are. They, I mean, they have a lot of really good players, but they're not necessarily stacked. It's just that everybody gets a chance to show show out. Mm-hmm. And not a lot of teams have that, especially, <clears throat> I mean, the teams in the playoffs right now. Yeah. And, and, I mean, Joe Burrow's getting to that point where, I mean, I told you this after, like, you really can't pick against him at this point. No. No. Like we're getting Nothing a proven track record of 
bigger the game, the the better he plays. Yeah, yeah. Nothing shakes him. Nothing gets him off his game. I mean, the Bills, their defense in this game just looks basic. Yeah. Non-existent, even. Yeah. He was finding people every – started out nine for nine. Mm-hmm. Two drives, Those, two those first two drives. After the second drive, I was like, I'm pretty sure Buffalo's done. Yeah. And they, I was proven right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, Josh Allen, one bad interception, which I don't necessarily blame him too much for. But uh, what what was the problem in this game to you for him? This was probably the most bizarre like issue to have for a team, because mm-hmm. obviously there's another quarterback who played worse. Uh, well, a couple other quarterbacks, but like Josh lives and dies by Stefan Diggs. Mm-hmm. We talked about this. I mean, we we started talking about this like two years ago. Yeah. Um, and while he's gotten better, like he's still fallen back to that bad habit a lot. Right. In this game, he forced the ball to to the Davis more than he did to Diggs. Uh, well, the two times he did, he forced it. Yeah, yeah. He still targeted Diggs the most, but the four the forces were definitely to Davis. Yeah, which is just bizarre to me. Like, th- this wasn't a game where you had to be a hero, right? You just couldn't play. Like, you had to make some plays, but you had to be disciplined, and he just didn't show any of that. Yeah, and that's what was, frustrated uh... me. I I didn't think he was awful. Mm-hmm. But he didn't look like a top five quarterback. No, he definitely looked average. And I agree. He wasn't off. It was just like, you know, this is who's supposed to be one of the best out there. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, he was four for 10 on digs, targeted digs 10 times. Closest thing, other closest uh, amount was Singletary, which was, you know, basically screen passes that he was trying to throw to Singletary, targeted him eight times. Knocks seven times, and Davis was four times, but they were all pretty much forces. Beasley, he forces to Beasley sometimes too. But yeah, I just didn't understand why. Meanwhile, maybe maybe my problem was I'm watching Joe Burrow throw to everybody who's open, yeah, and like never miss a chance to hit an open guy. Mm-hmm. But I, I felt like the like his tight ends. I thought Josh Allen's tight ends were a strength. And it in mm-hmm. this game it looked like a weakness. Yeah. Yeah. They um I I think that people maybe overestimate his um ability to think on his feet, Josh's. I think that we're realizing when they play really, really tough teams that a lot of those big plays he makes are the play a lot of times. And it's it's the spectacular play of the receiver, um, but it, it was it was really bad showing for him. And like you said, it wasn't that he played like trash; it was just bad for him. Yeah, twenty five for forty two. Yeah, no. like he he killed the hype people had for him as you know a, a candidate to be better than Mahomes, a, a 
perennial Super Bowl quarterback. Like now, now you look at Buffalo, like it doesn't really matter what they do in the offseason. They're not going to be better than Cincinnati. Right. Um, I really can't picture them being better than than Kansas City. No. Nope. And there's a lot of teams in the AFC that are coming. I would say the only thing tough about Cincinnati is all those guys are getting off their rookie deals soon. Yeah. Like they're a really young team, a lot of young power. I'm not sure if they'll keep everybody, but if they do anything positive, they'll be better than the Bills. Bills have but, to. But the key for them is the, the culture setter is there. Yes. Like absolutely. we know Joe Burrow is getting the He's bag regardless. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. so and he'll me, be able to find whoever they put there. Right. Like, I look at their quarterback, and I'm like, you know what? Regardless of the other situations, I'm I'm, I'm excited for y'all. I can't look at Buffalo like that anymore. I, last year, I could look, okay, next year, whatever happens, Josh Allen's there. Yeah. Now I'm looking at him like, damn, Josh Allen's been there. Most of the shit they're good at has been there. Yep. And it's it's not enough. And when you're talking about the top five quarterbacks in the league, for me, they have to be good enough to excel no matter who you put out there with them. I'm not saying that they're going to you know, go undefeated in a season or go to the Super Bowl with a bunch of scrubs out there. I'm not saying that, but I need to see that you're an elite quarterback no matter who you're throwing to or no matter who you can find. And yeah, I think Josh did throw that away in this game. And he does have weapons, but when he can't find his one weapon, his nuclear weapon, he couldn't find anybody. And yeah, I can't say that about Mahomes. I definitely can't say that about Burrow. Burrow is just, I don't care who's out there. If you're open, I'm going to find you. Um, yeah. I think even Hurts is getting to the point where he, he's going to find anybody out there. Uh, we've seen Lamar Jackson do that because they – Everyone acknowledges he doesn't have weapons, and maybe he does have a weapon. His his best weapon leaves uh, as far as wide receiver leaves, and he just as good. Numbers are just as good yeah. uh, before he gets hurt. But, yeah, Allen, man, I would hate to see Diggs left the game seemingly upset with the team and with Allen, um, but more of the team had a trouble in the locker room after the game. Left I mean, before. he looked upset. He he flipped out on Allen during the game. Yeah, yeah. He and he left during the uh, during the like, I guess post game speech from the coach. Yeah. Um, I'd hate to see this. Apparently, a practice this. player, uh, like managed to bring him back briefly. Mm-hmm. Which is just crazy, but. And he still left. Uh, like so, that situation, I'm not that crazy. Like I'm not upset about it because it's not like he like said something completely out of line or like he was just frustrated with losing. Yeah, I mean that we know of, right? Right. The Maybe there's more to it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. But I, I just, you know what I didn't like also in the second half. And again, the game was over two like three four drives into the game it was pretty much over so in the yeah. second half i had it on but i wasn't really paying attention the entire time yeah. but i never saw josh allen like 
even try. Remember, I, I laughed about Herbert trying it and nobody really responded, like trying to rile guys up on the sideline and it looked fake. Yeah, almost. yeah. Because yeah. like he's riling guys up and they, they look like like artificial intelligence, like standing there, not reacting to him. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. at least Justin is like trying. You didn't see that from Josh? I didn't see that from the Buffalo sideline at all. Yeah. At all. And with a lot of teams, when when somebody gets heated like Stefan does, there's like a mm-hmm. there's guys who calm the, the storm. Yeah. And I just I didn't didn't really feel that in Buffalo. And that's so that speaks to leadership, whether it's Josh's, the coaching staff, or you know, anybody on the team to show up as a leader and, and bring them together and motivate them. And it wasn't there. And Josh, that should be his role as quarterback. Not saying all quarterbacks are good at it, but they have some sort of responsibility to do that. Uh, at least with the yeah. offense. And um, it's just, it's bizarre. And I've seen to him me. do it before. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know where the bills go. Cause now the pressure on them, like now their coaches are under pressure because without Dable, they look much worse. Yeah. Uh, a lot of their players, I mean, their defense fell apart without Von Miller. Yeah. I don't know, man. They they got a tough offseason coming up. Very tough. Very tough. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens with them. But shout out to Joe Burrow. He looked amazing. Um, yeah. We'll see what happens next. So he's he's a week or two away from potentially being the best quarterback in the league. <laughs> speaking of Jags and Chiefs, um, I think we both admitted this would be a better game than it looked like, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Trevor Lawrence, another kind of slow start in this game. But um, what do you think? What do you think of it? I mean, Jacksonville is young. They looked young in this game. They did, yeah. A lot of dumb mistakes, a lot of missed opportunities for big plays. Yeah. Like, I I thought giving Chad Henney all the dump downs for his Mm -hmm. big drive, I thought was Mm -hmm. a huge mistake. Like, you know, he's not looking to kill you with the 18 to 30-yard throw to Kelsey or, or Juju or whoever. He right. wants the safe option. Like he'll he'll safe option you to death if you let him yeah. do it. And that's exactly what they gave up. Yeah. And that to me, like I'm and that drive was so long, and it was really well done by the Chiefs. A lot of good creative plays. Mm-hmm. But I, I just I kept hating. I I kept watching Chad Henney find guys five yards down the field wide open. Yeah. Like man, like you gotta, you gotta put some pressure on him. You gotta make him gamble. Like y- you can't let him sit back, right? <clears throat> right. I I think that spoke to, I and I know that the staff on the Jaguars aren't immature, but it, it just it was definitely a, um, I guess like you said, they just seemed really young, and even the coaching staff seemed like they knew they were dealing with a young team. And they they didn't make a lot of moves that I thought would put them in a better position against yeah. the Chiefs, especially after Mahomes went out. If Mahomes was healthy this whole game, it would have been a much worse 
The score oh, would have been much worse. Oh, God. Mahomes was setting up to just end it at halftime, to be honest. He was. Chad Haney was he going to get the fourth quarter garbage reps instead of crucial second quarter reps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I I agree with you. Um, Lawrence looked pretty good. Uh, I think they really they had a really hard time running the ball, which I think was, again, a nice coaching move by um, Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not so great on the Jaguars part. I think a lot of times they ran because they had to and not because they wanted to. Yeah. And you know, you know, you know what I'll say about the Jags, even though they were young and you know, this is kind of as far as they could have gone. Yeah. Uh, it, we just talked about it a little bit with Herbert and, and Allen not really having certain like leadership traits, especially yeah. when it comes to like moments when the team is not playing well. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence is the opposite of those guys. Absolutely. Like his body language is awesome throughout, yeah. especially throughout these two playoff games. Like he, yeah. he starts off not well. He, you see him on the sideline talking to defensive guys, offensive guys, coaches, guys are tuned in. They're having back and forth conversations. Like they're encouraging each other. Yeah. I mean, like all shit I want to see from, from a team this young. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. Yeah. So to me, like I'm watching them not play well, and they're still battling back into this game. Yep. I mean, they they categorically could not guard Travis Kelsey. No, nobody. Like nobody yeah, I said, I said last episode, like, oh, based on what I saw, I think uh, Travis might eat on them. I didn't think it was going to be like 18 catches for whatever yards it was. Yeah. It was ridiculous. He was just always open. It was bizarre. But just to me, the Jaguars battled back. They stuck with it. And I I think their future is really bright because they have a lot of guys under contract. They clearly got the coach right. They got the quarterback right. And now you just build through the draft, through free agency. And as far as I could tell, they're in a good position to do that. I agree, man. Trevor's a great leader. He's a warrior. He's going to play his heart out all the whole game. He's going to listen to people. Um, he's going to motivate his team. I, I, I like I like how they look, too, a lot. I do. Yeah. I do. And they, they're a team that really hasn't been good my whole lifetime. No. I mean, they had one good season before this like season. I would like to see them uh, get a nice tight end. Again, could be the bias of me watching Kelsey be unstoppable on the other side. But, yeah. like, I didn't see Lawrence have that easy big target over the middle consistently yeah 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 i think that's a good option too i think they should um let's get to the other saturday game eagles and the giants this isn't too much of a surprise pick the giants because i love the giants and i wanted them to succeed but obviously in my brain i knew that they didn't have it they don't stand a chance. Similar if they to made the it Jags. To next round. Same as the Jags. This was the farthest they were going. Yeah. Yeah. They had a great season. Yes. I think Daniel Jones has answered a lot of questions for their organization. I think Saquon has answered a lot of questions for their organization. Dables Everybody the else. Coach is, of the year. No question. Dables, Dables the coach of the year. He answered a lot of questions. Literally everybody else is 
expendable at this point. But I think that they know uh, they have a core between Jones, Table, and um, Saquon that they're going to try to hang on to. Even if Jones isn't the starter, I do think he's earned his spot as a giant moving forward. Because I do think there's a good chance he's not going to be the starter. I do think there's a good chance that if he goes and looks for money, that right now in the league, there will be very few teams that would offer him starter money. Mm-hmm. Uh, because a lot of teams are in a good place quarterback-wise, or at least in a good place to draft a good quarterback. So I I do think he'll stay with the Giants, but the Giants have other options. I, I do think they'll pursue those. Um, and, I mean, the Eagles looked great. They looked as good as they've looked all season. They scored very easily. Um, Hertz is again really not making any mistakes. Um, he, it was just he like solid. first first real run. He looked to uh, break a tackle with his injured shoulder. Yeah, he did. I was like, you know, I think he's good. He's good. Yeah, yeah, and, and they, they gave looked him bad. Of time. All the all the doubts I heard from like sports shows and Cowboys fans thinking they're they're just as good. The yeah. Eagles are on a different level. They are, man. They I mean, are. the focus on in this organization right now is is insane, and we know who it's orchestrated by. We've we don't need to get into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but their focus is just as elite as it gets. And you know, one thing about Hertz, I think a lot of people don't understand where they think he can't do a lot of things. Hurts just plays to win the game. Like he, Hurts doesn't show off at all. He doesn't uh, try to break any records. He doesn't try to get his personal best on anything. His career highs. No. He just doesn't try to. And I think the more I watch him, the more clear it is to me that he could if he wanted to. But he really does go out there looking to not make any mistakes. Because I and I'm not saying other guys make mistakes. Like Mahomes, for instance, best quarterback in the league. He, he's part of why he's the best quarterback in the league is because he plays loose enough to do some spectacular things just because, yeah. or he'll um he'll make a really tough throw or a risky throw just because it's the big play. Hurst doesn't do that not because he can't because he just mm-hmm. doesn't want to. He doesn't have to. Mahomes doesn't have to either, but he he does it. You know, so we get all these highlights. <laughs> But I think people... this team looks Jalen Hurts makes this team look like an all-star team. Seriously, man. He does. He like does. like the Niners, and we'll obviously get into them. The Niners yeah. talent-wise are an actual all-star team. Yes. Hurts is so good. He makes people think that Philly's roster is like just as good, if not better, than the 49ers. I know he does. He because does. their and, weapons are so good, and and Hertz yeah. utilizes them so flawlessly. Uh, again, this team is clicking in every way, and it seems like every time he's looking for them, he finds them, mm-hmm. and, and it's like, oh, they got open. Uh Hertz also found him. You yeah. know. Yep. So, yeah, um, they're a great team, man. Not much to say. Good year, Giants. Moving on. You got anything else for that game? No nah, man, I I uh, I felt bad for Jones because he was just getting bullied essentially in the second half. <laughs> he was, yeah, he was. 
So, I mean, it was just a mismatch. You know, the Giants got some uh, roster work to do. They do, for sure. For sure. Okay, last game. 49ers and Cowboys. Uh, Dak had a fantastic game the game before this game. Um, fantastic for him. Um, 49ers have a rookie quarterback. Last pick of the draft. Um, Mr. Irrelevant. Yes, Mr. Irrelevant brought Purdy, who I love. Uh, were you expecting more points in this game? No. No, okay. I was expecting a teens to maybe low 20s, uh, relatively close game. And tell me why. Um, I thought the Cowboys defense would play well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they've been kind of like eager to prove people wrong. I think they got good players on defense. Parsons is like a defensive, like face of the league player, essentially. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> So I, I thought they would contain Purdy at least to some extent. Yeah, and they did. Yes. They did. Um, but this game was just a matter of San Francisco oh. just being a better team to me. But we knew this. Remember last year after they lost to Jimmy G? My my mm-hmm. first my first like main takeaway was Dallas acts like like their success comes from how talented they are. Mm. Okay. The Niners are better and more talented at literally every position. Yes. It's a fact. Uh, I think Bosa is better than Parsons, who's probably Dallas's best individual player. I think that's probably the closest of maybe it's like the even. closest one on one. Yeah. Right. That's the closest one on one you can make on either roster. Quarterback yes, Niners. Niners had a better quarterback last year, and he was sucked. They have a, a good quarterback, and he's already better. We don't even know if he's good. He's already better than than Dallas. The <laughs> running back, the running backs for San Francisco are better. Obviously, nobody. Yeah, Ceedee Lamb can't touch uh, Debo Samuel. <laughs> Dalton no, and, and Ceedee Lamb's good, but he's not George Kittle. Debo. Not even close, right? Not even close. And I like CeeDee Lamb. I like uh, uh, Schultz. I think he's solid. Yeah, and I mean, everyone but McCaffrey. I mean, I think Pollard is good as everybody but McCaffrey, but McCaffrey is the number one. So number one and number one, Surratt, McCaffrey. But but Pollard maybe is better than Ayuk. Maybe. Mm -hmm. And it's like, again, it's similar to Parsons and Bosa. It's like a toss-up. So at even with your two best comparisons, it's essentially a tie. Yeah, like you're never gonna beat you're you're never gonna beat San Francisco like this. Right. It, it didn't look like they had a specific strategy for San Francisco in this game. No, and back to back playoff years, it's a close game, and yet did anybody look at that game and give Dallas a real chance while watching the game? I didn't. It exactly. felt like Dallas was battling back the whole game. The whole game. And and, yeah. and we get so so we know they're inferior to San Francisco. And they mm-hmm. come in again like we could go toe to toe. You know, we're we're riding hot off of this Tampa Bay game. Yeah. Your quarterback has been inconsistent all year long. Yeah. 
He's been a turnover. He's been turnover prone all year long. Really bad ones this game. I mean, bro, we talked about Josh Allen, you know, hurting essentially his his reputation uh, from that performance. But that was nothing. That was nothing compared to what Dak Prescott did on Sunday. Yeah, Dak might have ended his starting his Dak, starting Dak, career. Dak made us look at him and say, you know what? I'm not sure if he's a starter. Everybody's talking about like, I'm not sure if he's a Super Bowl quarterback. Super Bowl quarterback? Slow (laughs) your roll, Dallas. We're not even even close to that. Conference championship quarterback right now. Oh, your backup looked more Super Bowl prepared than than Dak does. And 49ers third string looked more Super Bowl prepared. 49ers third string. Bruh, how many years am I coming on this podcast talking about, yo, I'm tired of Dak Prescott going toe-to-toe with an average quarterback and not looking any better. It's been a while now. It's been yeah. a while. And I can forgive, okay, you didn't play well. You went toe-to-toe with Jimmy G. And a lot of people pushed back like, well, Jimmy G had the mistake in the fourth quarter. Like, he wasn't that much worse, even if he was. Yeah, He was, he was significantly worse than Brock Purdy. He was absolutely significantly Brock Purdy's four years of college experience looked head and shoulders more valuable than any NFL experience Dak has. Brock didn't even really need all the weapons that he had in this game. He didn't need it. Like they're talking about the Kittle catch. They win that game without that Kittle catch. Win it without him. McCaffrey only had 35 yards. Uh, You know, it's not like. He really only hit. He really only hit like four targets. But you know what he didn't do? One time he did, and Diggs dropped it. One time, mm-hmm. he never again threw it to a Dallas player after, before or after. Right, Dak, you're in year seven. You're playing the best defense in the league, and and experts, I think NF. Like, people literally in the NFL could have told you two months ago, San Francisco is the best defense in the league. Yeah. And you're floating passes over the middle? You're yeah. you're staring down CeeDee Lamb? Bro, After CeeDee Lamb just had a huge catch. Like, obviously, everyone's going to make sure you don't give it right back. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. bro. The first drive that they get a touchdown – uh, T.Y. Hilton, massive first down catch. Dalton yep. Schultz literally caught the touchdown and was never looked at again. Yeah. Again, maybe I'm going off the recency bias of watching Kelsey get 18 catches. The um the former Giants tight end on the ja- on the Jags, he looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. His name escapes me at the moment. Ebron, I think. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, obviously, Mark Andrews for for Lamar, uh, Dallas Goddard for Jalen Hurts. I mean, yeah. your tight end is clearly good. He's not those guys, but he's clearly good. And yet, you stare down your average number one option mm-hmm. on a team that's loaded with talent. Yeah, Jack, 
do you not know your own roster in year seven? And the crazy thing is he did, he targeted Schultz a lot before that, but before the touchdown and not so yeah. much after. Yeah. Like yeah. that's literally backwards. Right. Yeah. Man, that, that second interception, like, I mean, both times I just told you like, wow, like, I honestly was speechless at how you can make a throw that dumb in a game this important. I mean, Jack, man. come on, Trevor Lawrence is in year three, and he's not making those throws. Purdy is mm-hmm. in year one. He's not making those throws. Right. Bro, Daniel Jones was literally getting bullied all day, and he did make one of those throws. But that was it. One. And the defense really only even affected – in this game maybe like a few times but Dak looked like he was actually affected by San Francisco's defense all from the, the start game. of the game yeah yeah and I, I mean that's on his line that's on his line but also I mean he should know look this team has this this team has a Bosa brother so you have this much time to let it go you got to get it get it out quicker like you know they should know all this stuff before and it didn't look like they prepared that way for this kind of defense. No, I will say uh, the safety for San Francisco um, with the with the name Hufanga, I think the one that mm-hmm. they were hyping up because he trained or his mentor is Troy Polamalu. Yeah, I mean they weren't kidding. He's pretty fucking good. Yeah, from the two rounds I've seen so far, he might be the best safety in the league, just from what I've seen in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah. like you said, man, Dallas just doesn't seem prepared for how talented and, and great San Francisco is. I mean, they hadn't lost in like two and a half months. Yeah. They, they're yeah. with Purdy. They were the best offense in the league. Yep. I feel bad for Dallas, man, because if they had just gotten spanked, then we know they're not good enough and like we can move from that. Mm-hmm. But Dallas, I think, is good enough. But nobody can take them seriously with Dak Prescott now. I agree. I can't even I can't even call for Mike McCarthy's job. And that last play, I should be. I should be calling for his job. To allow that last play to like that was like an organizational embarrassment play. I mean, think about it. Think about it. Mac the the Mac Jones shit uh, of him getting run over when when the dude lobbed the the ball back to him for no reason at all, yeah, that was almost what we saw with Zeke lining up at center. It was worse. I'm not sure why Zeke let him just run him over like that. To be honest, like it, it was just weird. I know. I have some <laughs> like individual pride. It looks. It looked so easy to push him over. It looks on purpose. It looks like a like an NBA flop. I mean, like, it is credit. Zeke, like he saw, he... he's. I'm sure he saw three guys and was like, you know, like the play is a fucking is is a dud. We're done. I'm a, I'm done. I'm giving up. I think he got. I think he really just got run over. But I, it just looks. <laughs> I just never seen it look so easy before. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I was like, man, there's no way any NFL player can be thrown to off easier than Mac Jones. 
Zeke, you're a short down running back. Yeah. Block. Great, what the great hell? center of gravity. You know, he got a strong leg, strong center of gravity. You should be able to get a, at least a little more block than that. Yeah. My, my have to play a in general is just crazy. off that block. The play in general is crazy to have him. Yes. There. Yes. I mean, you can have anyone the else there. I'm at the point where I can't blame Mike McCarthy because he's got a fucking scrub at quarterback. It shouldn't have gotten to that play in the first place is the is the biggest problem. A hundred percent. That whole last drive was a disaster. With the timing, again, again, the late game situation, they don't know what to do. They had a lot of a lot of chances to get a lot closer. It was just it was really bad. Bro, not to mention the picks were in both red zones. So you handed the 49ers points and then you took your own points away and you lost by a single fucking score. And the other thing is I can't. I don't understand why they keep Zeke if they never use Zeke when it's time for Zeke to actually be used. Like why are we why are we throwing in those in those places when just give the ball to Zeke at least try they have lost all confidence in Zeke so I'm not really sure why they why they keep him I understand Honestly, Pollard got hurt it would have been Pollard you know I I get that 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 sucks but you've been using Zeke as a starter for at least three years before Pollard and it's like. Why do you have him if you're not confident in him? I told you, man, every time they're going to play San Francisco, they'll question. Now, from now on, they'll just question their own talent. Yeah. Because San Francisco is better. They draft better. They they sign. Clearly, they make midseason moves better. Mm-hmm. I mean, San Francisco got uh, McCaffrey, who's a clear key championship piece. Yeah. The Cowboys, who clearly needed something, you know what they did? They fucking well, sure they signed T.Y. Hilton, who they throw the ball one time a game. Mm-hmm. They they fucking made a drama story out of Odell. Odell would have made a big difference in this game. Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. I don't understand why the quarterback is staring down the only like his one option, as if he doesn't have others. Yeah, but Odell, like, there's no way he would have just ignored Odell all day, right? Right. Let's get into the preview of the games: Eagles and 49ers. Who you got? I will say Eagles. this before you pick: uh, oh, Eagles. Yeah, you got the Eagles. Yeah, I will say this: this is in the first time in a while. These are the four best teams in the NFL. No question. No question Absolutely. at all. Yeah, they're the four best teams in the NFL. And that doesn't happen as often as these casual fans may think. But this time, is it's legit. These are the best four teams in the NFL. But at least in the I'm AFC, going... Buffalo competed. These yeah. two teams in the NFC have been the two best teams essentially all year. I'm going with the Eagles as well. Um, tell me why you picked the Eagles. I'll tell you why I picked the Eagles. Uh, I think their offensive line is better. Mm-hmm. Um, Hurts, they, like they, 
the same way San Francisco commits to running the ball, yeah, Philly commits to utilizing all their weapons. They do, and that to me, I I just think they'll they'll be more poised with Hertz. I think Hertz is obviously more experienced. I think he's better than Purdy, uh, yeah. and I think the the system is set up for him to show that. I agree. Um, I think that 49ers thus far, especially in the playoffs, have relied on the other quarterbacks making mistakes or being, um, you know, below par. And I just Which don't with think their Hertz defense is, is okay. I, understandable. Yeah, 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 it is. I mean, it is because of their defense. Um, mm-hmm. But I haven't seen a defense that can rattle Hurts. I just don't think 49ers defense will rattle Hurts. I don't think um, they'll force him to make mistakes. I think it's just going to be another day in the office for Hurts. And yeah. that's the scary thing when you play the Eagles because everybody's a weapon with him. I'm not sure if I've ever seen a quarterback not be rattled for an entire full NFL season. And it looks like I'm about to. Yeah. Yeah, because Hertz has just been like a machine this entire year. <laughs> if you also, if you look at these four teams, all their quarterbacks are guys who have been in like major situations and not gotten rattled. Yeah, these are the four hardest quarterbacks to rattle, which is interesting too. Yeah. Oh, uh, so yeah, I, I do think I do think it's going to be a tough game. I do think the 49ers oh. are going to play well, but. I think the Eagles, they're another team, man. If you give Hurts some momentum, if he goes and gets a quick score or two quick scores, it might That's be what I'm a saying. In, in Philly, yeah. in Philly, like they're liable to just run you over. Yeah. W- once he sees the recipe for the game, he just keeps going and going, and it's just, they just build up and they're hard to beat. Yeah. You don't really come back on them. So. Okay, we both got the Eagles. Now, the toughest game probably of the season, uh, Bengals and Chiefs. Bengals beat them in the season. Yes. Three times in a row the Bengals have beat them. Three beat seasons. Beat them in this situation last year. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, and two seasons, three games. Same situation. Who you got? Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow? I think Joe Burrow begins his uh, taking of the throne in this game. Because if he beats Mahomes again and he outplays him again, I know Mahomes is hurt, but you're still going to have to deliver the ball. And how how much do you put into that Mahomes being hurt in this? I can't put a lot. It's football. Okay. I can't. You're out there. Again, you got a guy who could give you 20 fucking receptions. So you yeah. you have a chance. Okay. I also like Pacheco a lot. So we'll see how he does. But, I mean, yeah. the, the Cincinnati has been low-key one of the best defenses for the last two months. Yeah. Probably the best offense in the last two months. Yeah. Uh, they're coached surprisingly well. They have the most poised quarterback in the NFL, maybe with the exception of Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're complete. 
And the one thing you could say for them prior to this last game was, you know, yeah. I'm not sure if the balance offensively is there. Right. Well, Buffalo, uh, uh, clearly it is because they ran over Buffalo like like it was nothing. Yeah. So I I want the Chiefs to win this game, but yeah. everything about what I've seen from these two teams the last two months uh, screams Cincinnati win. I understand that. And I agree with most of what you said. <laughs> I... I think Mahomes, if Mahomes is healthy for this whole game, like if Mahomes doesn't leave the game early due to injury, I I think, I don't think Mahomes is going to let his team lose this game. I just don't believe it. I know that, I know he only plays the offense. I know he can't play both sides of the field. So it has to come down to the defense stopping Burrow as well, but. I'm going with Mahomes, man. I'm going with the Chiefs. I got to. Man, both but I'm of these not teams have so much momentum. They do. They do. Man, I, I both of these games are obviously extremely tough, but I mean, really, anything could happen this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, like like we said, this is these are the best four teams, so. It's up in the air no matter what, but uh we're getting we're getting one of the most genuine Super Bowl champs like you could possibly get this year. Yeah. Whoever Definitely. wins it, that's that's why that's why I think like Cincinnati should be so eager because if Joe Burrow wins a Super Bowl, no question, you're the guy. You're the number one guy now. Yeah. Yeah. That's As, I, every I agree with that. Have that claim. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, all right. Enough about football. Let's get into basketball. Yes. So at this point, as we're recording this, it is Thursday. I believe that all star starters will be announced soon. But um we're Tonight, gonna right? give before our the T- uh, before the TNT games, I think. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We're gonna give our reserves who we would because our reserves, uh, you know, barring injury and mm-hmm. um, who we are projecting to be the all-star starters. So our projections for the all-star starters at this moment are obviously Tatum. Um, I'll start, start with the backcourt. Backcourt in the East, Irie, Donovan Mitchell, frontcourt, Jason Tatum, Giannis, KD, right? Yes. Uh, that's projected at the moment. For the West, Steph, Luka, Jokic, LeBron, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis returned from injury last night, so he'll be healthy for the All-Star game. Not sure if KD will be healthy for the All-Star game. I'm going to assume no. You're, if you're I assuming had to, no? If- if I had to lean one way, I think he won't play. Okay. So if he's if he's not going to be healthy for it, then we're thinking it's probably going to be Embiid due to the mm-hmm. votes. Embiid is next in the voting for the front court of the East. So, And he's the deserving next starter if I had to take somebody off. Yeah, he is, especially in the front court. Especially mm-hmm. front court. 
in in the West, um, we have two that that would be locks for uh, the two next highest voters, highest vote getting players, um, and that would be Zion and Ja. Um, so if there is any injury, front court or back back court, it'll be Zion or Ja. So our reserves are not including them. We're gonna give yeah. seven from each side, not including them, and maybe some wild cards that we that we both <clears throat> uh, that we like. So let's go west first. West first, okay. You want to start with your first one? Let's, let's do. Well, yeah, you start with your first one. Go ahead. Uh, the probably the most obvious reserve of the season. Um, in my opinion, I think if they were in Sacramento's position right now in the standings, yeah. he would probably be a starter. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Yes, absolutely. Shea Gilgis Alexander is playing fantastic this year. Um, he may well, I've been be... talking about for years him being healthy and then potentially being good. Yeah, you have. You definitely have. As soon as as soon as he's not missing fucking games, they're a potential playoff team. Yeah, right now he's averaging 31, 6, and 5, shooting 51% from the field as a guard. It's like pure buckets. Yeah, it's pure buckets. 90% from the free throw line. They run sets to get him mismatches all the time, and he just cooks. He's close to a 50-40-90 year. He's at 36% from three right now. That can improve. We've got plenty of time. But, yeah, he's... I mean, honestly, again, if there are a couple seeds better in the standings, he has legitimate claim. Yo, Steph is starting over me? No way. He does. You're right. Which is just insane. And and I, I saw him being this good... But I, I just I didn't think he could do it against like literally any player in the league. It sucks because he's missing, you know, the second best player. What we might believe would be the second best player on the team due yeah. to season-ending injury yeah. in a summer league game. Um, man, I mean, he's got this team looking up. He's gotten this team a bright future uh, that. Looked bleak at a time. He's making this team question: Should we start trading these picks yes. and maybe just build around what we have with some veterans? Um, they're getting a young core, and he's leading. He's actually leading the team now. I think he. I think that was one of his next steps in his development was becoming a leader. I think he's been the best player on the team for a while. But did he have the qualities to say, "All right, I'm going to put this team on my back. I'm going to get these other guys." playing to their to the best of their ability. You watch them and everyone looks like they play good because he's there. Only yeah. because he's there. Yeah. And the roles so. look so much more clear. Yeah, they do. They do. They do. Okay. That's a good that's a good first one. We both have that one. Um I'll do it. I'll do my next one, an easy one, I think. Um another guard. Uh you said sixty theme. last night. Oh yeah, of course. Six, Sixty last night. Um, still, arguably the best range in the league. He's another one who's taken a step as far as far as the leadership goes. To young guys, he's this team <clears throat> looks really cool 
with young players. Obviously, they have some roster changes to make, but um, the leader of the team and always has been is Damian Lillard. Yeah, uh, I, I don't want to talk about Portland because we do will deep dive them not yeah. you know fairly soon, but uh, yeah. multiple times the, we deep dive. Dame, I'm just happy that Dame is back. Dame is back. He's in full force, and like you said. He has his team looking cool that they could go toe to toe with anyone on any given night. Yes. Yep. He still needs help. He's needed help for a long time. Still needs it, but I like I like the bones of this team. I do. Um and the the young young moves, young guys they've gotten have all been positives and all look like guys they should keep. I mean, even Shaden Sharp is looking like somebody that I would trade whoever I have starting over him and, you know, just you, use you him. Banks, and... You banks, I'm iffy on, but yeah. Oh, yeah, you banks. They got you banks from um, Spurs. Mm. I think for, uh, what's my man's name they used to have? Um, Collins. Collins, yeah, for Collins, I think. Mm. Weird trade, but anyway. So, yeah, Dame, <laughs> we both have Dame, right? You have Dame? Yes, yep. Yeah, so that's an easy one. All right, what's next? Um, I mean, sticking with the guards, uh, there's one more point guard who, like, you just can't leave out. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned the team, the team that's actually succeeding, like, to the extent they should be. Yeah. I mean, this team, I'm, I'm so happy for this team because they literally clicked after we asked them to click on this podcast. <laughs> that's like, true. Literally. They were starting yeah. the season off iffy. We were like, yo, this player, this is your last chance. Yep. This is your last. And what is he now? A, a, a lock all-star. Darren Fox. Yes. Absolutely. Darren Absolutely, Fox man. has been awesome. Awesome. He's finally always, he's playing consistently under control and it showed it shows by how great he's been in the clutch. He's like one of the mm-hmm. leading fourth quarter scorers in the league. Yes. Uh the team is feeding off of him. He's finally leading them. They play yep. fast. Finally. He's the fastest player in the league and they just started <laughs> playing <you>. fast. <laughs> Thank you. It took so long. Finally. And finally you know what helped him? Oh. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just they're they're finally like they're embracing his identity as a player. Yes. And and you know what tells me that they went and got his boy. So look, we saw what you guys did in college. We need that again. And yes. they just he just looks so happy playing with Monk again. Yes. I'm, I'm and I'm not saying they're friends. I don't know if they're friends. I don't they might not be, but the chemistry is obviously no, there. Listen, the friend thing doesn't click every time. I mean, you know, KD no, and Kyrie. Uh, yeah. We've seen it in football with uh, Devontae and Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. But this, like, the chemistry is so obvious watching these guys. So obvious. And you just, watching them take off, like, at the same time is like, it's so weird. It's beautiful to watch. It's if they like get, it's, one of them gets you, a you steal get the, and the other one, yeah. Go ahead. You get that like that defensive thing of like, ah, I can't even get back. Like, what's the point? 
yeah, and it's gonna be something spectacular every time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, they have embraced it. I think um I think he Mike Brown has given him some level of confidence that no other coach has given him. And it's something that Mike Brown has always been good at, giving yeah. his players confidence and trusting in them. And it just resonates from him, man. He just moves differently, talks differently. He just looks looks really happy, man. He's getting a lot more a lot more interviews than he has in the past. Um, and not just because they're playing good, but I think he's just more open to them now, too. Yeah. And embracing his his new teammates. To, to and his credit, just... man, I, I just I love his shot selection so much more. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, he's playing to his strength so much more. It's he's executing pick and rolls. He's uh, playing off of of his second option really well. Yeah, uh, that well, I'm sure we'll get into <laughs> shortly. Yeah, this is let's uh, get right to it. We got yeah. Fox, so they're they're the third seeded team, so. I feel like it's other the other two teams in the top seed. They're really, really led by one person. Not saying that they don't have two all stars because uh, we're not there yet, but they're really led by one person. But Sacramento has made such a such a change, such a change in culture, and such a impact to the team um, that this player has made, and that's Sabonis, uh, Demontis Sabonis. And I mean, what is he averaging now? Something insane rebounds. He averages like a borderline triple double. Yes. Yeah. Like 18, 12, and seven. I might be like right around accurate. No, you're right. 18, 12, and seven. Yeah. And he's just created so many mismatches for this team because he spreads the floor, he rebounds so hard. And part of him rebounding, I mean, part of why their fast breaks are so great is because he rebounds so great. Uh, there's very few offensive rebounds for the other team, and they just break out. He can yes. push the ball a little bit. He runs the floor really hard. He gets to his spot. He gets to that block so hard. I mean, it's not much. His game isn't pretty for us to really break down everything. No. He's, he's just a hard You know what I'll worker. tell you? He's like the model embodiment of a modern center. And I know he's not a center. He really doesn't yeah. play center, but he's mm-hmm. like he's a true center who's just really taking advantage of a lot of like what forwards do. Yes. I mean, he's yep. like one of the best handoff guys in the league. Yep. Which yep. all bigs should be. You know, he's he rolls great. He has great hands. Yeah. He's a great yeah. outlet passer. A huge reason why his assists are up. He hits cutters. Yep. Another reason why his assists are up, like all things that make other guys better. Yep. Literally and for the young guys, he's done has made other guys better. Absolutely. And and for the young fans, young listeners, his dad was an amazing passer. That was that's probably his best quality as a player. So I mean, it, it's cool seeing him emerge into yes. another great passer now. Not that he wasn't a great passer before, but now the team uses him as that. So it is nice to see him um, use that talent as good as any big in the league right now, really. I know. I know. And and I'm so happy that when when Sacramento made this move last year, I think we were both kind of excited but reserved because it's Sacramento. Yeah. 
Uh, and I think a lot of people were kind of under that impression. Mm-hmm. I mean, to see these guys, to see them kind of click in the best case we we really thought they could. Yeah. Uh, is is really awesome, man. And I'm so happy Sacramento's playing well. Yeah, me too. Me too. I've always been a fan of the squad. Okay. What's next for you? I feel like those are... So we got four like locks. Those are pretty much the locks. <clears throat> yeah, these next guys. I mean, from here on, you could you could argue all of them. Yeah, the, and, those the ones we said are not arguable so far. Yeah, um, from here on, to me, he's a lock. This next name, okay, um, and that's Laurie Markinen. I'm gonna get right into yes. it. No setup. Yes. Um, Utah is slipping. They're still playing well, but they're. They're not playing as well. They look a little bit messier. Um, the the younger guys are starting to play inconsistent. Yeah. He's been the only guy that hasn't fallen off, that nobody's been able to stop him. He's feeding yep. off his teammates more than people think. He's yep. not he's not like you know, he's not just unstoppable like Shea or too too athletic like Fox or just mm-hmm. too high IQ like Sabonis. Like Markinen has been, he's eating on slipping pick and rolls. He's he shooting open shots. Great. He, I feel like he's sped up his release a little bit in the off season. I, I think so too. Yeah. And and he's played from the start of the season till the moment we're talking right now. He's played with all-star confidence. Yeah. Which I yes. never saw from him on the other teams he played on. Yeah, and it, it's just hard to believe this is their team and is like, what, his fourth year in the league? Fifth, yeah. maybe? I think fourth. He, this Jazz team has a lot of talent, and we mentioned this earlier when we were talking about how good they could be um, real early in the season. But I feel like most of the talent really only affects the game in one way. He's the only guy on this team that affects the game in so many different ways. I mean, he's setting picks, he's blocking shots, he's getting rebounds, he's running the floor, he's bringing the ball up court at times, he's hitting threes, he's posting up, he's doing everything on this team. It just looks like he's all over the court Yes. when you watch them, all over the court. So, And none of it looks like stuff he shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Like, yeah, all of it fact. is playing to his strengths, which is, which Chicago was really the, the bad one, where it's like, like, we saw him play at a high level here, and yet now we're not utilizing any of that. Yeah. And Cleveland, um, he just couldn't do it on a night in and a night out basis. Yeah. And Cleveland needed something different than, than kind of the kind of player he was. Yeah. Uh, so it just wasn't a good fit. And I'm not, I don't really blame him for Cleveland not being a good fit. Uh, mm-hmm. But I didn't think he was this good. No, I didn't either. I didn't either. But he's a clear cut all star to me. Yeah. Me too. Me too. He he was definitely he was towards the top of my list, actually. Okay. So um now we are getting to more arguable ones. And that's what is it? That's five. So we have two more. Two more. I have uh, four names that I still need to discuss. I have three names. Okay. Uh this one probably is is the least controversial um so i'll start with that one i'll let you get controversial with yours 
Um, Paul George. I don't think that's crazy. Um, the Clippers are somewhat mediocre this year, but they've been dealing with guys being out, injuries, still in a limbo situation with Kawhi. Um, still, I mean, more or less in a limbo situation with John Wall, which I didn't think was going to happen. And like It started out pretty good, but now he's starting to miss time and load manage a lot and deal with like these nagging injuries. Um, I wonder if he's thing, getting that habit from. Right. The only thing that's really kept them afloat was how good Paul George has been playing. Right now he's starting at point guard for them. I, I know that they don't have him listed at point guard, but he's playing point guard for them right now. Um, I believe he's averaging 24. Is that right? 20, 23, 5, and 6. Um, he's becoming he, another one of those guys who's affecting the game in every single way. And the rest of this team, the team that started the year out on everyone's list as the most depth in the league, the most talented roster in the league, have, the rest of this team hasn't been showing it. We haven't been seeing much out of Reggie Jackson, who's been in and out. We haven't been seeing... Any consistency out of Powell, who's been in and out. Zubach hasn't taken a leap forward like I think they thought he might have after last season. Uh, I would say pretty much everyone else on this team has taken a step backwards. And Paul George has been the only thing um, keeping them afloat. And uh, what are they, the fifth seed right now? They're fifth in the West right now. Um, so that's to, really to my put only it case in the for context. It. To put it into context, seed three through twelve, yeah, is within four games of each other. Yep. So yep. the Clippers, I know they're a mess, but I'm not impressed that they're in the playoff standings as we speak because they could easily be in the Lakers' position with a few more losses. They could. They absolutely could, um, and they might be before the season's over, but. They're, everyone else on the team is playing really bad. And I, I just think Paul George gets credit for them even being this good because watching this game, watching their games when Paul George isn't in the game, they look like they should be in the 12th seat. So um, Paul George is my first, after the locks, he's my first wild card pick for uh, the reserves. You're, you're I got going? a guy. I got a guy. I'm putting over him, and and you're everything you said. While I didn't disagree with it, I think convinced me to put this guy over him. Okay. Uh, and that's C.J. McCollum. He's on my list too. Yeah. Uh, so, it, so with C.J., I know the stats are a little bit worse, but they've mm-hmm. needed him as much as the Clippers have needed Paul George. Absolutely. And the difference to me is CJ has impressed more. Like everything you said about Paul George, like playing the one, I knew PG could play the one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, PG yeah. could play like Ray Allen. He could play like any any <laughs> wing you could think of. PG could play like and thrive. Yeah. Any guard too. So yeah. him carrying the team, I, like <laughs> I didn't expect it to happen this year. But I'm not surprised. Yeah. I've I've learned to manage my expectations with this organization and this roster. Right. 
and this, right. you know, leader. Uh, mm-hmm. And, like, this is nothing new. Mm-hmm. This is nothing new. We saw Paul George do this in the playoff run. So, like, why would it impress me that he's doing it now? No, I mean, it doesn't have to impress you, but I, it doesn't impress us because we like Paul George. Right. But I think the league is surprised because they think, oh, this team doesn't have Kawhi. They're no good. And that's obviously, that's not true. It shouldn't be true. They're not good. But Paul George is good enough to be enough of the guy to beat good teams by himself. But, but you look at what CJ has done this year. And CJ mm-hmm. has shown that there's more to him as a player than we thought. No, absolutely. I'm, I'm I didn't completely think, with you. I didn't think he could be a one. Like, I just didn't, I didn't think either. it was a good idea. I didn't, like, it's kind of like the Phoenix guard that we'll get to, I'm sure. Uh, but, <clears throat> like, CJ came in. They needed a point guard. He immediately yeah. transitioned to playing that really well. He did. You talk about guys missing time. The Pelicans roster has been gutted the last month. They have. Like, the injuries are just, like, destroying this roster. They are. And CJ has just played great. He's been – he's not, like – he's not coming out there and shooting 35 shots a night. He's (laughs) still keeping everyone involved. This team still finds a way to look really balanced. He obviously leads the locker room, like – he he's come in and all the questions we had and all the doubts we had about him in Portland, he's answered mm-hmm. most of them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's he has, why I, I'd put him over PG, at least this year. Yeah, that's completely fair. He has become the one of the best game managers in the league as far as managing the tempo, the shot selection, shot distribution. Um doing what point guards need to do. He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't get the assist numbers. He doesn't get as much of the scoring numbers, but as far as them needing him out there on the floor to, to control what's going on, controlling the game, CJ is definitely, he's, he's up there right now. He's one of the best in the league. He's, and he's on my list. I just had him right after Paul George, but. Mm. So he's your, those are your last two is PG and, and CJ. I have one more. I have one other see, one. See, let's get into so so PG was my question, CJ was my lock. Okay. Devin Booker was a name I'm assuming you didn't have because he's missed so much time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have Booker yet. So Devin Booker was the only name we had different. I had him because I didn't I wasn't I didn't do the math on how many games he exactly missed, but at this point it's a, like at least half the season. He's played 29, and they've played 51, I think. So, yeah, a little under half. But by the time we get to All-Star break, he'll probably have missed about half the season. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So we get to our last name, and I'm curious if this is the same name. Oh, you you do have one more then. I do have one more, yeah. So Devin Booker, I'm, I'm assuming this is the same name. Go ahead. You got it. So he's your question mark. Booker? No, this last name that we haven't yeah. addressed yet. Yeah. If it's the same. Is it, is it Anthony Edwards? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we have the same. We have the same. Yes, whole, we have same, the same okay. seven. Okay. Anthony right. Edwards is the only reason Minnesota wins any games right now. I mean, 
any games, any. And, and not just in the position, any games at all. He's the at only all. reason. He's the sole reason they're competitive. Yes, he's having six rebounds, five assists, which is last year he really wasn't even given like the responsibility to do anything but score. Now he's given a little more responsibility and he's taking it well. Um, he's a scoring machine. He's one of the hardest players to check in the league. Uh, it's I just don't know what else is. There's nothing negative for me to say about him. Watching I, him I wish... play well, especially without a uh, Gobert. Gobert would have been one of one of the worst trades I've ever seen in hindsight. Yeah, it's looking yeah. like it. Yeah. Oh, yep. but to your point, they're only relevant because of him. He's and he took a lot of criticism early in the year, and it didn't face him. No, it didn't. Like he stuck with it, and I, I just think they're the they're they're in that three to to twelve seed competition mm-hmm. right now, and they have mm-hmm. no business being in it. Yeah. Like to right. me, to me, they're just like San Antonio. They're just like Houston. Uh, but the difference is Anthony Edwards. Yeah, and Cat is missing a lot of time as well. Yeah, and, he's missing um, most of the years at this point. Yeah, and Anthony Edwards has been managing that. He's been managing Gobert playing yes. like trash. He's been managing not having a consistent point guard. Um, he has he no point guard. out there, but he just scores sometimes. Right, yeah, no point guard. So Yeah, none. He's been playing great, man. So, that, so we got the same seventh. Um, let's go but down to the list me, one time. But Ant to me is the only difference is Anthony Edwards is a lock over Paul George to me. So Paul George is your wild card. He's my honorary mention. Gotcha. Okay. If if um, a guy is out for for injury, like similar to the starters, uh, mm-hmm. PG's the first name in. CJ is that for me? So ah, so CJ wasn't your lock. And the only reason why. CJ is part of it is because he hasn't been an all-star yet. And the other part is because Zion probably will be an all-star. Right. And uh, it was just weird for me to have two of them and not have Paul George at all. And I, I I get it. I get that's not really fair, but I'm thinking in like actual all-star terms, just thinking, Oh, the Pelicans have two all-stars and only half a game ahead of the Clippers with no all-stars. It's just, you know, I was just thinking in that in those terms, I got not because I think player to player, more because of the situation. Um, so we have Dame, De'Aaron Fox, Sabonis, Gildress Alexander, Markinen, Edwards, McCollum, Paul George. PG. Yeah, so the, McCollum and PG would be the two that we're not sure about, but we both have Edwards as a lock then. Edwards, again, it's more, Edwards has to be a lock because of how disgusting Minnesota is. Gotcha. To me, me, they're much more disgusting than any other team that's, that we've talked about. I would agree. Let me ask you, what about Aaron Gordon? His production hasn't quite reached all-star level to me. Mm-hmm. It's more seven of, right now. It's more of excelled role player playing really well. Gotcha. Um, 
maybe if Murray hadn't come back or if like gotten hurt or or Porter Jr. kind of had the same thing. Um, but they've yeah. been full strength. Your balance is so crazy right now. I know. They're they're Jokic really has them clicking in like the all the ways we've been concerned about. Yeah. Um obviously when we get to the playoffs, we'll discuss how it translates, but Gordon is close. He he is close. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move to the east. So you you think we're gonna have more discrepancy with these? Um, remind me how many guys you had that couldn't make your list. Three. Okay, I had four. And this there there shouldn't be a Devin Booker here. Like it should be a definitive name I have that you don't. Oh no, I do have four. I do have four. Okay. Okay. I did I didn't count it. I have one, two. Yeah, I have four. But one of them I, I I'm pretty sure is gonna make it, but but yeah. So let's start with the easy ones again. Um again, like we mentioned, right, we're projecting that Durant is over Embiid, but Durant is likely not to play. He may be back, but he may not play. So we're thinking Embiid will take that spot. Yeah. So this is seven not including Embiid at the moment. If Embiid doesn't beat um Tatum out for the vote, which is possible too, but I don't mm-hmm. Then We're Tatum will be like him in Embiid's position, but Tatum, yeah. it'd be hard to imagine Tatum not starting. That would be crazy, but it's possible. Okay, uh, you want to start with me this time? See, in the East, I had a tough time like establishing locks. Yeah, me too. Um, but but I have to give him the lock, and it's Jalen Brown. Yeah, uh, best team in the conference by a good amount. Yep. Um, and it's not like Aaron Gordon where he's an excelled role player. He has as much carry work as as much backpack work as does the the best player. Yeah. Um. The, I mean, they're they're such a great one two punch. Uh, they both. I mean, they both kind of take turns leading Boston, which is really cool. Uh. Mm-hmm. The team embodies some of his flaws, some of his strengths, uh, and he's been really explosive, especially the last like month and a half. He has, he has. Uh, the team, the duo, is so integral to the team winning, um, and he's just one of the best players in the East. It's just plain, it's like to keep it plain and simple. That's just what it is. He's, He's tough. one of the most he does complete everything players in the league. He is, yeah. He is. And he and he still is a off the ball player. Like he's still in the He's in the accelerated role player role, but has but can produce like a star. Yeah. Like right now. And it's just because how Tatum plays, really, probably. But he's still very off the ball. He's still very um uh low usage um it's made him a much you know, better player honestly yeah and and that probably is where he he plays his best game so i think that a lot of people are expecting him to break out and be like a like a paul george kind of be able to do everything at every time he's just not i don't think that's where he excels yeah so 
And Boston's um, also not desperate to like for them to carry everything. No, they're not. As long as they carry scoring for the most part, as long as they contribute their 50 points a game between the yeah. two of them, they're good. I mean, they don't need to really do anything else for the team. Yeah. Um, okay. Now, this is gonna sound uh you know, since we we said what we said about Booker and him only playing 29 games. I hate to make that an exception for someone else. Harden's played 31 games. They're the number two seat. They're the number two team yes. in the East. And in the games that he plays, he contributes way more to them winning the games than Booker does even in the games that he plays. Booker does scoring-wise. Harden's still averaging 11 assists. He's still like you know, when he's playing, he's averaging 11 assists. He still has great scoring numbers. So I'm I'm going to go with Harden as my second um, lock. He's at 22, 21.5, 11, and 6 right now. Um, even he's with also the games, a lock he's, for me. Yeah, even with the games he's played, not that many. Um, what he has done and he's playing right now, I think he's he's – changed his team so much um i think he is starting to find the other players now longer into the season he's starting to feed these guys he's not having so many one-on-one possessions like he did last year where it wasn't working um him and Embiid are slowly getting more chemistry still not as good as it could be but they're getting there um the team is just looking all around better than they than they started the season um they're trending up where they're Doc is finally using the fucking rotation. He is. Finally. He is. Yeah. um, They're eight and two in their last 10, six game winning streak. They're looking good. Uh, So Harden is, is the lot. So, yeah. You got anything on Harden? No, man. I I really like he, he's shown a good understanding of the other players on the team. He has. Yeah. Uh, He's doing a good job getting the bench guys involved. And that's part of the reason their rotation looks a lot better because their bench guys aren't just coming in to get cooked. Yeah. His chemistry with Maxi is always interesting to watch because it always looks bad, but works. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's starting to look better. Like from throughout the course of last year, it kind of improved. Uh, and I think over the course of this season, it, it looks like it's getting better. I agree. Uh, I agree. So I'm I'm with you on everything you said, man. Harden's played played really well. Okay. What's next? That's two. <clears throat> um, we've talked about this team almost exclusively negatively. Uh, I already know who this is gonna be. Right, but they um, they have climbed in the standings. And the East, the, the top seven, eight of the East does have some separation from the rest. Yeah. Um, and they have snuck in, I believe, in the last spot. I don't have the standings in front of me, but... Uh, yeah. Miami, and that's Bam Adebayo. <laughs> yeah. Clear um, cut, yeah. He's... He's the only reason they look good. I agree. Which I've I haven't caught actual games of them looking good. I've caught mm-hmm. highlights of them looking good. 
Yeah. And the only thing that makes me think that they have offensive upside to make a playoff run, defensive upside to make a playoff run, but possibly upset someone in the first round mm-hmm. is Bam Adebayo. Mm-hmm. I mean, I won't even touch their quote-unquote best player. Um, <laughs> Tyler, Tyler Hero hasn't gotten better. No, no, no. I'm not talking <laughs> nah, about the actual best player. Tyler Harrell <laughs> hasn't gotten better. Yeah. He's not really being put in a position to get better, but he also hasn't gotten better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pat Riley challenged Kyle Lowry to get in shape. He looks washed up. Washed. I'm sorry. He looks washed every time. Uh, what's his name plays? The guard who's really tough. Uh, Vincent. Vincent. Yeah. Every yeah. time he plays, I'm like, yo, I wish I'll just wave Lowry. I mean, I mean, it offends me not to get on a long tangent, but Kemba couldn't get signed or couldn't keep a job. And Lowry's out here putting up dog shit performances on a nightly basis. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Ahead of myself. Anyway, my point is Bam, like, is the only reason Miami's relevant. Yeah. And when he when he's at his best, like I could visualize him matching up with Embiid and holding his own. I could visualize mm-hmm. him matching up with Jokic and holding his own and Anthony Davis or like Aiton, you know, to name some of the better bigs. Mm-hmm. You know, all my issues with him are Miami focused and how Miami yeah. plays. Because I don't think they they're kind of eager to have him emerge as one of the best centers in the league. I agree with that. Um, but he still shows he's clearly one of the best defensive centers, one of the most versatile all-around bigs in the game. Mm-hmm. And he, he has all the tools to put up these numbers every night. He does. And I, I think that one reason why he is the um, – the confidence in Miami for you and for me is that he's the only one that is truly consistent. He doesn't do a whole lot as far as the stats or as far as like offensively, you know, he's not doing a lot of crazy things that centers don't normally do, but he does what he has to do every single night. He gets the rebounds. He gets the putbacks. He dunks on somebody every night. He catches the lobs. He sets the illegal screens. He plays the tough D every single night. And it's just, there's not a single soul on that team that does what they're supposed to every night. Yeah. Hero could shoot great one night, shoot like garbage the next. Jimmy Butler could could get 40 one night, take six shots the next. Um, I, I will say you didn't mention Oladipo, who has been playing well. But they're still like, they're still going baby steps with letting him come back to Oladipo. Every time he's out there, he looks like vintage Oladipo, but he only plays 10 minutes, 15 minutes a game. So you don't, you know, a quarter a game, you don't even really get to see it. I mean, so Miami has, Miami has a player who probably has the greenest light in the league. And most casual NBA fans don't even know who the fuck he is. Yeah, they do. Shout yeah. out to Max Struess because I like Max yeah. Struess, but I like he has too. the fact that he has a Clay Thompson level green light 
makes me want to like yell it at Spose in Spo's face. The fact that he plays ten more minutes than Oladipo every night is sick. Oladipo would start on any team in the league again, right I, now. Again, I want to credit Bam, but my, I'm disgusted with Miami, so I don't want to stay on them too long. Well, but long story short, Bam is their most consistent, most, easiest to count on on the team. Yeah. So easy pick as Bam as the uh, next lock. Um. So that brings us to, at least for me, it starts to get muddy from here on out. Here, but, here, yeah, I'm with you. Um, I'll go with who but, I think should be my next one. Who I think should be a lot, and that's from the team that that pisses their fans off the most in the league. The team that every season, every off season, we never know who's coming to the team and who's not, who's getting traded, who's not. Um, but this guy has led the team in ways that I've never imagined he would. Since that first game for the Lakers, he got hurt. Like very first game, I believe it was. I remember uh, missed the whole season bounced around the league, has been in New York and has made a name for himself and has like just taken over this team, taken this team as far as it can possibly go, I think, in in his arms and on his shoulders. And that's Julius Randle, man. Julius Randle's my uh next lock for me. He's averaging right now 25, 4, and 11. I mean he's hitting game winners He's bringing the ball of court. He's one of our best three-point shooters. He's the best rebounder on the team. Um, he may be one of the best passers on the team. I hate to say it. Um, we're right now the Knicks are play like they start like four lefties, and it's all centered around what Randall brings the team. We, I mean, they put Brunson out there to be the point guard, and Brunson you know, gets assists and everything. But it's really Randall who is the floor general of uh, the offense. He dictates where the ball goes and who takes shots most of the time. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think his shot selection is getting getting better, but also I think he's just getting better at making the bad shots or the tough shots, which is cool with me. Um, But, yeah, man – Randall, Julius Randall is, is my next lot. I'm with you. I, I disagree on, on some, like, I don't think his shot selection is better. I do think he's making bad shots a good amount, like a a, a solid amount, which, we'll yeah, I'm not mad at that. Um, yeah. I, I also think uh, his rebounding is a little fluky. Like, Sabonis really kind of, dictates the game with his rebounding randall is just a big body who just gets a lot he's always been a good rebounder though that's always been his thing yeah and and the big difference for me and i didn't like i i thought randall could do this randall showed his first year with new york that he could do this Mm -hmm. um maybe i didn't think he could hit tough shots as consistently but his first year was a lot of this he was the best scorer on the team 
He looked like one of the most unstoppable forwards on the team. It's one of the reasons they paid him. Yeah, it is, yeah. So to me, like, I'm not surprised. It it really just frustrates me more from what I saw last year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because a lot of the stuff was, was just like petty stuff. Like the body language is way better this year. Um, it is. The, the communication with teammates is way better. There's so many times this year where his teammates make a mistake and he's trying to pick them up. Mm-hmm. I mean, last year, like, last year I felt like all he did was complain. He complained yeah. when the when the refs didn't give him calls. He complained when the fans criticized his effort, which sucked. Uh, <laughs> and then he complained when his teammates fucked up. Yeah. Now you see it. Like, now he's taking accountability throughout games. He's a lot more engaged on actually boxing out. Yeah. Uh I just his leadership is night and day better than it was last year. That that has been the biggest step he's taken. I mean, and I I do think he had all the talent to do all those things, but be an NBA team's best player, a team that hard. is competitive. I never, I didn't think he would ever do that, especially after the injuries he's been through. I never thought he'd be come out and be the Knicks best player on the Knicks. And yeah. uh, like you said, the leadership has been a <clears throat> Huge step forward. Um, but scoring-wise, I, I saw a ton of upside. Remember when he was like a yeah. six-man candidate with the Pelicans? Yeah, yeah. Ever since that year, I'm like, man, this guy could put up 20 on anyone. We can, yeah. yeah. And he's showing it. Yep, yep. All right. Was Randall on your list? Yes. So we have... He was my one, fourth two. guy, too, so... So we have four. Okay. Sure. The, and these were my first four names that I uh, officially locked on the list. Yeah, me too. Oh, man. The further we get, the tougher it gets. Um, I have one more official lock. <clears throat> I think we'll be on the same page with this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah. Yeah. You've been waiting for this for a long time. Yes. Yes. Uh he is one of the best true point guards in the league. Yep. One of the only true point guards in the league. Yep. Uh, another guy who's gotten much better at, like, he's gotten better at the things he came into the league doing well, but he's mm-hmm. slowly adding elements to his game. Yeah. And him adding a mid-range pull-up has made him an all-star. Yep. I talked about it with John Morant his rookie year. Like, dude, if Jaw gets a floater, it's over. And it it happened. He kind of locked down a couple different floaters, and now it's over. Mm-hmm. And this is the same thing. Like, we knew he could hit the spot up from the moment he stepped on the court, even though his shot is kind of weird. Yeah. But now he's coming off those screens, and while having top five floor vision probably in the league, mm-hmm. he's looking to score. Mm-hmm. And it's made the team like Miles Turner looks so much better playing with him than anyone else I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I think they're they're random wings, they're random young guys who for the last couple of years just looked random. Mm-hmm. They're coming in and playing with purpose. Uh, he's doing all the true point guard things of of encouraging guys to be aggressive. He's defending well. He's communicating well. He's he's a leader. Yeah. 
He's a leader. And this is why a lot of people were upset at Sacramento because we saw these things there. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. to crazy enough, this, this trade has turned out to be like a best for both worlds situation. It has. And, he's and he's a guy. This franchise. Absolutely. I mean, he's changed them from being uh, tanking to competing right now to con- and not necessarily contending but competing yes and Halliburton is someone that makes basketball look easy because I don't think Halliburton is like overly skilled or like I don't think he's overly like a freak player um he has really good height he has really good length I and he sees the floor well but everything else he does he just does the right things Yes. He finds the right guys. He takes the right shots. He doesn't do a lot of like, you know, he's he's not a a great highlight film to watch. You know, I'm not I'm not gonna put on Halliburton highlights. <laughs> yeah, I may get some cool freaky passes here and there, but I'm not gonna get anything else of value at like for a casual fan. But man, making plays, he just makes plays. He makes great plays. He's also emer- emerging as a really good defender. Um, using his length on multiple different positions. Um, he's getting a lot of steals this year, a lot of deflections at least. And yeah. um he's closing games, big games, um in a lot of different ways. De- defensively, as a as a guard, as a passer, making the big play, making the big shot. He's he affects everything for this team. He does. Yeah. I also think Carlisle is one of the few coaches, the first coach maybe of his career, that has really taken the time to understand how he plays. This is the third year. Yeah. Taking the time to see how he plays and say, okay, well, let's make sure the team knows how to play around Halliburton. And that's why that's part of why he affects their offense so well in so many yeah. ways. And I think yeah. he's put them – I don't know how good or if this is a good or bad thing for their future, but like to me, prior to him getting there, it was a lock that Buddy and Miles were out. Yeah. And now I think they realistically are sitting there watching good basketball like shit, man. I mean, Buddy's having one of his better years. Yeah. Uh, Again, both of those guys look like they're, they actually want to be on the team. Yeah. I think. I think um, the better question, I mean, the, what they're really doing is saying, okay, before we would have taken a couple picks and a young guy for Buddy. Now we have to make sure we get the same value for Buddy. Like yeah. before they were shooting down with the trade, like trying to give up Turner and Heald. Now it's a real trade. Like, look, we're trying to get better, yep. not trying to improve our future. Um, so, yeah, like move assets. Right. So, so that, to your point, I don't know if it's good or bad, but it is different to say, okay, I would have given you Miles Turner for Brandon Clark in two picks. Now I'm like, now I want Jaron Jackson in a yeah. pick for Miles it, Turner because I'm trying to get better. It, it's so, a good challenge for their organization because they were kind of stuck. Yeah, they were. Um, and and. I mean Halliburton, he's he's a franchise change, changer. He is man, and, and he's showing getting, it. Getting Mathurin on top of that, 
Nimbard has played fantastic for them. And then getting a new coach is just changing the culture. They just they go out there, they play hard every night. They're they're on a skid right now, but they've been playing well this whole season. They they're gonna be in the play-in or playoffs somewhere. Yeah. Yep. Okay. He was he was officially my last lock. Now yeah, um here my last six names, I could have put any of these guys at six or seven. Yeah, these two for me are like in a different tier. They're not locks, but they're the closest thing to locks. My next two. And then the four after that, it was I was just like, uh, they probably could make it, but also I get them not making it at all. So um Okay. This one <laughs> so the team is having issues this year really bad issues a lot of chemistry problems you could say that for all the rest of these guys i'm pretty sure but this team well i'll say this for this team they haven't changed anything roster wise really so oh okay the, okay i was the, thinking of somebody different the issues are worse because overall the roster really hasn't changed um, they've gotten more healthy, but it's clear that they probably do need to make a change. But as far as what he's been doing, he's been just as clutch. Oh, I didn't uh, think you were going to this name. Okay. He's been just as clutch. He's still been getting buckets. Um, he's still the best player on the team. And when we talk about their problems, we're talking about everybody but him. And maybe we're talking about how they play with him. But normally we're talking about all right, they need to figure out this, 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 and this, so they can play with DeMar DeRozan is my is my next name. Oh, and I was okay, okay, I'm with you. When we talk about the Bulls, we're never talking about the Rosen needs to do anything different. We're talking about all right, Vucevic, we're talking about Levine, we're talking about why is Patrick Williams there. We're talking about them not having a point guard right now because Ball, who knows when Ball is coming back. Another team with great depth. I I still would argue that they're right there with the Clippers as far as depth, player to player. But um, when it comes to what DeRozan's been doing, man, he's still shooting 50% from the field. Not shooting good threes, but still a 90% free throw shooter. He's still leading them in scoring 26 points a game five rebounds, five assists. He's still a steady guy that affects everything that this team does. He's still someone that you have to give it to in the fourth quarter. Still one of the most clutch players in the league. I just, it's just tough because the team isn't good. But as far as a player, I still have him as one of the top seven players. Uh, Well, top 13 players in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I mean... To be honest with you, between the rest of my names, if you had to put a, if I had to pick a lock, he'd be the only one. And it, that's, and that's it's more of it. of more of like his proven track record of obviously how good he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and to your point, I mean, all of Chicago's issues, like they essentially have nothing to do with him. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I could say that for any other star player in the league. Uh, on a team that has issues? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I don't think I can either. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um. All right, my next name, and, and DeMar was in my seven, so this okay. would be my last guy that made my list. Okay. Uh, another team that's dealt with a lot of struggle. Uh, they did make a major offseason acquisition. Oh, we might have the and same we, seven then. Yeah, I, I th- thought we would might. Uh-huh. Uh, and they, we, we were so sure that it was a great move on paper. It was a great move. The roster around this player on paper is a solid roster. Uh, but this team is disappointed. That's arguable. The roster around the player. And that's my player's Trey Young. Yeah. And to be honest with you, the reasons he's an all-star above the other four names is is the same as DeMar. Because he's he's got mm-hmm. a proven track record of, record of how good he is. Um, yeah. He's doing more of the same. He's the best floater in the league. Probably one of the most explosive scoring guards in the league. Still probably the best assist guy in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh. I mean, he's must-watch. He is must-watch. must-watch. And the team, like, the moment the team starts to struggle, they're not even trash. They're just struggling. Mm -hmm. And the NBA fan base has, like, forgotten about him. We've forgotten about him. I mean, they just have never given him his credit. You think about it, he's – he led the league in scoring and assists, overall scoring – and assists two years in a row and hasn't been all NBA. That's just crazy. Insane. Think about as a player, you say, I'm leading the league in scoring, total points, and assists, and I'm not an all NBA. I'm not one of the top 15 players in the league. How is that even possible? But Trey's done it. And this Trey, year, I mean, Trey makes their uh, wings look decent, even though they're trash. He makes their front court look like they have a deep rotation, even though they don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trey makes their offensive coaching looks competent, even though it probably is not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean he's he's the sole. He's not the sole source, but he's the massive source of production for this team. He is. He's still averaging twenty-seven and ten. Um, I, I think that, and this is, I think we called this, but I think that media people and the rest of the NBA was expecting something different with the Murray trade. Um, Murray wasn't going to come be like the second uh, scoring option or like the exact scoring option that the team needed, or like he was going to be like the next go-to guy, or they were going to have two go-to guys with him there. He came to take some um take some of the ball handling duties from Trey, take the defensive duties from Trey, um, get them running the floor faster and getting uh, more shots uh that don't have to come from Trey. And guess what? He's done that. He's been doing that. The problem is they don't have anything else. <laughs> I think uh I'm not going to deep dive the Hawks right the second, but 
to your point, it's not Trey. The team can work with Trey. The team can work with Trey and Murray. But if Trey has to make everybody it's look definitely good, not. Yeah. Trey has to make everyone else look good. And defensively, obviously, it's not Murray either. I think Murray's Murray is still probably my favorite for defensive player of the year, sleeper-wise. Um, but if Trey has to make everyone look good and they're getting fooled by how Trey finds guys wide open or gives hits guys with lobs, if that's fooling the organization and the league into thinking Atlanta has a lot of good players on the team, it's not Trey's fault, man. It's just not. But, yeah, he also was my last... Like I said, I had two players that would be the closest to locks, but I'd get it if they didn't make it. And yeah. those are those were the last two, DeRozan and, and these Trey. Are the two guys. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into these bonus names though, real quick. Uh what made you consider these guys? Or at least give me one. Oh well, they're all for the pretty much the same reason. I think these players well, two of these players, I think, have a major impact on their team. And and one of these players I know is not going to make it, but I just felt like they needed to be recognized. Give him, give um, him his props. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think a lot of players, more in the East than the West, have a lot of impact to the team that just doesn't necessarily show up in the scoring column um, or doesn't necessarily show up in these – highlights or uh, maybe they're not even always necessary for them to win, but when they do win games, they have a big hand in their wins. Why did you pick yours? So two of my guys, um, they're performing to me at an all-star level. The team just like is not good enough. Mm Mm-hmm like categorically and it's similar to like Demar and Trey where it's not really they're not really responsible for the the struggle the team yeah. just isn't good enough like <laughs> like flat out both of these guys different teams uh they're both not good enough to their team isn't good enough to climb the standings even if they really like go on a good stretch of basketball i i have two that are like that for sure uh, and, and I'm I can't imagine you'd have somebody else. First one, okay. Siakam. Okay, I don't have Siakam. Believe it or not. Wow, uh, interesting. But mm-hmm. Siakam, to me, he's putting up 25, which is you know kind of like a best case scenario I'd expect from him. Yeah. Um, and, and we talked about this a while back with Toronto. I thought they would go on like a little bit of a run. Hmm. And they haven't because offensively they're just not good enough. Yeah. Like the more I see them, Siakam, you can you can make a case he's not like a premier number one option. Yeah. But he's more than capable of, you know, cooking a mismatch, of carrying the scoring, you know, being the number one option. Yeah, you he just is. don't have you don't have like roster wide firepower right and that to me will is why you're you're close to a playoff seed but you're you're out of the standings right now and i also think that the team just isn't built to complement siakam 
I don't really know what it is, but for some reason, even if the team was a little bit better, it's they're not complimentary to him at least looking like an all-star player. You know what's weird to me is I think he has the tools to be this, the best second option in the league. I agree. Like, I think with, um, let's say, let me give a hypothetical. I mean, this would be a wild scenario, but let's say if he played with Jokic. Mm-hmm. I mean, the way he moves, the way he crashes, the way he, uh, like, cuts and just plays off other players, he yeah. would thrive. Yeah. He would thrive. 17-7 switch- and seven would be, like, nothing to him. Yeah, switch him and Gordon right now. Siakam's numbers may not even change. Bro, take Kawhi just, out of out of the Clippers and put Siakam on there. That would be fine. Siakam with those wings? Yeah, Siakam with Paul George alone would be... Or yeah. put Paul George on Toronto. So, like, again, maybe he hasn't made quite the leap I wanted him to make to make the team better. Yeah. But he's an, a clear all-star caliber player. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's a solid pick. <laughs> You're going to laugh at this. Oh, listen, I know none of mine are making the all-star team. I want to be very clear before I say these. I know these are outlandish. See, like I Siakam, know- if, if they were five games better, he would be an all-star to me. Oh, yeah, he would. He would. <clears throat> okay, but give me a give me one of your names. I don't like the way you prefaced it because you're gonna throw out somebody I didn't expect. <laughs> He's on your team. Oh, you're not talking about Kuzma, are you? <laughs> nope. Chris Saps Porzingis. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. He's ever in twenty-two and nine right now. Um, I think he's emerged back. He reemerged as one of the more, um, I don't know how to say this without it sounding extreme, but he's a pretty good shot blocker again. Um, I think he is, you guys have had a lot of injuries. The Wizards have had a lot of injuries. Beal this year is just completely inconsistent. I mean, he's going from making five threes one night. He doesn't even take any the next night. Doesn't make any the night after that. His jump shot is spotty. Just as a scorer, he's become spotty. But the the one player that really helps you guys win games has been Porzingis this year. And I think he's settled into a role as a big, as a stretch big, as... um, I think he more nights than not, he looks like the best player on the Wizards than he does look like the third or second best player. And don't get me wrong, Kuzma has been on fire as a scorer. He's been playing great. But Porzingis has been really, really integral to any of you guys, any of the Wizards wins this year. And I, they're another team. They five more games. I think Porzingis would be a lock. But he's not. You know what's um, funny you know. is... Kuzma was my other name for my two guys who are putting up all-star numbers. Now, Kuzma is more of a, you know, I wanted to just shout him out because he's playing well. But to your point, yeah. if if the Wizards were in the thick of the playoff standings, they yeah. could have two all-stars just off them playing well. 
Uh, they could. But Kuzma to me has been um his perimeter scoring has been so crucial in a lot of the wins. Yes. Uh in yes. a lot of the wins, he's putting up 30, 35, like he's uh attacking like the go-to guy, even now with Beal back. Mm-hmm. Even with Beal back, he's still taking the most shots. He's looking to take the most shots. And and again, something I never imagined him consistently doing is playing under control. Yeah. I mean, watching him those first couple Lakers years, I thought he'd be like a, a full, like a bench guy forever. Because Me too. he's always he takes wild shots. He's kind of a wild all-around player. Great upside, but you know, foul prone guy. But mm-hmm. something about him on the Wizards has corrected a lot of that. It has. Yes. And he's looked great, man. I, I know the Wizards don't have a lot of good things this year to kind of get into, but uh, other than Porzingis, he's been the only other consistent upside. He has. And it's kind of funny. The Wizards get roughly 70 points between uh, Porzingis, Kuzma, and Beal every night. Um. You guys move the ball well. I think the other players are playing well. I just don't really get why you guys don't win games. Why the Wizards don't win games? Is it defense? Uh, can't defend. Uh, Monty Morris is too small. Our yeah. our wings don't aren't like aggressive at taking open shots. Our mm-hmm. wings in general, like they're not enough of a scoring threat. Yeah, uh, Kispert will play thirty five minutes and like score nine on five shots. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, like Beal was getting doubled half the night. Why couldn't you get more shots off? Right. Uh, but the defense is the biggest problem. Defense, you guys lack depth, too. I mean, after those three guys, it does yeah. get kind of spotty with the bench. But we 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 almost lost. I mean, we, we're not good, but the season was almost entirely lost when DeLon Wright got hurt for a month. Delon Wright, and you know I'm not joking. <laughs> I know, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I know the the casuals are probably like, "Oh, Beal was out, like that's why you guys weren't playing well." No, we stopped mm-hmm. playing well when Delon Wright went out of the rotation, right? So, right, but Kuzma and Porzingis, I mean, they they've played at a really high level this year. Mm-hmm. Um. My next one, another. Uh, is this again, your last guy, not... or you got two more? Um, I have two more. Okay. Um, again, I know this is wild, and his situation is more of a step forward for his role on a team to um, be where the team is now, and that's Jalen Brunson. He got traded to the Knicks. <laughs> Hear me out. He got traded to the Knicks, thrusted into a starting role. He's averaging 22 and 6 right now. He's had 40 point games this year. He's had multiple 30 point games this year. He's a six foot point guard who is becoming one of the best point guards in the Eastern Conference. Um, don't get me wrong, he's not doing what I wish he would be doing on the Knicks, but as much of much praise as I gave Randall, I have to get give Brunson a lot of praise for the Knicks being where they are. I think that as a number two 
he's definitely in the top four as far as the, his impact to the Knicks, to the team winning. I'm saying for all number mm-hmm. twos in the East. Yeah. Yep, so I don't have much yeah, else to say I, about Brunson. I, I think it's a big step forward for him. I'm a, I'm a, I have a confession. I Brunson by far deserves to make the all-star team over my next two names. Uh, and I, I stupidly, for some reason, I thought of Randall and how much of a lock he was. And I didn't even consider Brunson, even though he probably, obviously, I'll take him over Kuzma. And I take him I, over Porzingis. I wouldn't be mad if, if they put him in over Trey Young, to be honest. I wouldn't be mad at that either. Uh, you know what else it is? It's because Brunson is doing exactly what I thought. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I thought he'd come over there and get buckets. Whether you guys were, you had the record of Detroit, or you have the record you have now, or by some miracle you were in Boston's position, Brunson would yeah. be getting buckets. Yeah. You know, I again, I, I, I do think he's been distributing the ball a little bit better than we, we thought he could. But yeah. it's not like a significant improvement. No, it's not. More, no. more of just a willingness to make an extra pass. Mm-hmm. But my uh, my last two names, I kind of wanted to throw them out in tandem because the reason they don't have a chance is because of their teams. And we talked about the teams at this point. But it's Zach Levine and DeJounte Murray. Okay. If these Good teams pick. were in top four positions, there would be locks. Yeah. yeah. They would be locks. Levine, more so of a stat lock. Uh, he's obviously still really explosive. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's he's really struggled with consistency. Yeah, yes. And yeah. and with DeMar, you, you really could look at the team and, and what they don't do. And and they don't really embrace Demar like they did last year as the unstoppable mid range guy. Mm-hmm. But Levine just like doesn't play well a lot, right? And and Levine doesn't fit with the roster a lot. Mm-hmm. Levine also takes bad shots a lot. Yeah, he does. So I'm looking he at takes those out three... of rhythm, out of rhythm shots exactly. And I'm looking at those three things. And while they're not the centerpieces of why the team struggles, mm-hmm. improving those things could fix some of the struggles. Yeah. Like, I think a big reason why they, they're not better than they are is Levine being inconsistent. I agree. And that's why I put him as an honorary mention because the stats are, are a lock for him to be an all-star. Mm-hmm. But his contributions are so sporadic that you often don't feel his presence on the court. Yeah. yeah. And I, I can't say that about the, the seven guys I actually put in my list. Yeah, that's fair. Even and what was Bam, this? who Miami's weird. Uh, this is Levine, mm-hmm. specifically. And then who was the other one? DeJounte was my other one. Okay. Um. His is more of Atlanta just hasn't translated his production to, like, the team's success. Yeah, not consistently. Uh, Yeah, and I I think he's a guy – he's only going to get better over the course of this year and next year, even if the team doesn't get better right away. But uh, 
he's lived up to the production that I thought he'd give them. Mm-hmm. I just I thought it would translate to winning basketball more than it has. Yeah, it's not enough. It was a good move. It wasn't the it wasn't the over the hump move that I that we kind of thought it could be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if Atlanta makes a like a three for one, a really solid three for one trade, they could be really good, man. I mean. It, we're not. That's not what we're talking about today. But later on, we'll get into that. Yeah. Um. So here's my super wild ones. These are my two wildest ones. Again, they should not make the All Star team. I want to be very clear. But when it comes to what I see them do against other good teams, this this team sucks. It's hot garbage. But. They're beating really solid teams because this dude is he's a, a beast and it's only his first year in the league. And that's Paolo Bancaro. Right now he's averaging 21, 4, and 6. Listen, Orlando sucks. Orlando's not gonna get any better this year. But they're only they only win games. They've beaten Boston. They've beaten some really good teams. They're only winning because Ben Carroll is as good as he is. And as far as highlights, as far as one-on-one performances, uh, Ben Carroll has showed out as good as... When Orlando plays any of the All-Stars we played, Ben Carroll plays as good as the best player on the other team every time. Yeah, and that's, the, that's the only thing I guess to really say about him. Again, he's not going to be an All-Star. Yeah. I get it. He's a rookie. He's not better than the seven names we said, but he can go toe-to-toe with them on any given night. When Orlando comes to town against all those teams, he performs as good as the All-Star does on those teams. Yeah, man, uh, Orlando sucks so bad. I haven't watched him in this calendar year. I know that. Um, And I'm really not planning on it, but... uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. Oh, I did see uh, Jonathan Isaac came back for them. For a sec, uh, shout, he looked shout out to him. Glad he's healthy. Glad he's healthy. He's I like, I like what I saw. I like what I've seen from Ben Carroll, but they suck so bad. I, I don't even, I didn't even think about it when I was considering the names. But to your point, it, it's not Ben Carroll at all. It's, no, it's Orlando not. is that trash. It's not Ben Carroll or um, Wagner. Wagner's been playing great too. Yeah. They play two on five every night, though, and you just can't can't win yeah. like that. Uh, and my last one, this isn't that crazy for him to make it, but it's it's kind of weird since they dropped down. And that's just Darius Garland. I mean, I don't think he should make it because he's just not performing as good as the other players. But I think if it came down to him and Trey, I wouldn't be surprised if Garland makes it over him because the team record. Garland's similar, not really similar numbers, but 22, 8, and 3 right now. He's been playing really good. I don't think that he plays. He's probably one of my more frustrating players to watch for me because I do think he takes a lot of bad shots, and I do think I'm not sure sometimes if his positives outweigh his negatives sometimes. But um, Cavs, man, the Cavs are knocking on the door on – top two seeds in the in the east and uh 
big part of it, obviously, is because Donovan Mitchell, but Garland being that number two guy, played really great last year. He just kept it up this year, um, even with the change of their go-to guy. Because he was kind of their go-to guy last year, and now bringing Donovan Mitchell in, you thought his numbers would drop way down, or at least um, he'd have a rough time adjusting. And part of it is because Donovan is so good, but it's been a smooth adjustment for Garland. So. <laughs> Yeah, man, I I think I feel like he dribbles a little too much. He does. Uh especially when the sets break down. I wish he could create a shot a little quicker. Yeah. Um another out of rhythm. He shoots out of rhythm a lot. But this is uh, you know, Donovan just got there. It's their first year. He missed a bunch of games early on, so I'm not mad at the growing pains. Again, we'll probably have to deep dive them in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that we can safely go to the playoffs and then talk about it means Cleveland's on the right track. Yeah. And, um, the trade deadline is approaching pretty quickly. Um, we'll see what teams do. Yeah. There's a couple teams. We mentioned the Hawks. Somebody got active already. Hey, that go bear trade might've been one of the worst trades in history, but, that trade you guys made, man, this year. This oh, man, what a fucking horrible trade for us. So, let's go let's go over the east real quick. It's uh so Embiid or Tatum, whoever makes the finals for that, but then we have Jalen uh Jalen Brown, Julius Randle, Bam Adebayo, James Harden, Tyrese Halliburton, DeMar DeRozan, Trey Young. And we were both yep. the same on that. Yeah. So that's the seven. And then I'll go back over the West one more time. Ja, Morant, and Zion Williamson are pretty much locks. Then we have Damian Lillard, De'Aaron Fox, Demonte Sabonis, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Laurie Markkinen, Paul George, and Anthony Edwards, or and C.J. McCollum. C.J. McCollum and Paul George being our two not sure about. Right? Okay. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Sounds good. Um all right, now let's move on to the trade. Lakers have traded Kendrick Nunn and three second round picks. Three second round picks for Rui Hachimura. Uh from the Wizards. I can't even I'll talk about it from the Lakers' perspective. I, I love it for the Lakers. No, we know what it does for the Lakers. Talk about it for the <clears> Wizards. <throat> Why did you trade, Rui, first of all? Because Kuzma is so good <sighs> that we can't play Rui as much as he probably wants to play. You think they're... I don't think they have to play the same position, do they? I mean, just just hearing that as a reason, I don't know if that's like the that's what all the local outlets have said. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's just like a fire the head coach now explanation to me. Why wouldn't you guys get a point guard that you actually need and not Kendrick Nunn? You guys have Will Barton, don't you? I sent you that list of our fucking moves the last like 
seven years. <laughs> so you know why. <laughs> we're we're a fucking cheap organization. We don't have good basketball minds in the fucking rooms making these decisions. Right. And like there's no there's no drive to to get better. Right. Right. Those are stuck. Now back to the back to the Lakers. Um I'm not sure that really helps the Lakers that much. What? I'm not sure. I don't see it. What do you mean? <laughs> he plays LeBron in AD's position. I mean, and they're a lot different than Kuzma. They do a lot more than Kuzma does. <laughs> Kuzma just scores. LeBron does everything. LeBron plays forty minutes a night. I I I think the Lakers just stole. First of all, I oh. like that they give up three second round picks because it seems expensive, but it shows that they're not just sitting there like, oh, LeBron, it's your fault that we're not that good. You figure it out. Like, no. You're a fucking front office. You're not that far away from competing. You should be making moves to to get better. We will agree that is a steal. I feel like that's that's uh that's obvious. It was definitely a steal. But is it a steal that actually moves the needle for them? I'm not. That's what I'm yes. not sure about. I mean, okay, look, tell me the needle. Me. The needle for them just to move requires like. You know the last place out, the last playoff spot that doesn't have to go to the play-in. Yeah, like that's a needle for them. So let's say just for the hypothetical, their best case scenario, they're six seed. Hachimura is a defender; they're desperate for those. He's a versatile defender; they're desperate for those. He he's a high percentage open shot maker; they're desperate for those. He's a good cutter because he plays with ball hogs. So he's 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 gonna fit right in on LA. Does he do anything that Troy Brown Jr. doesn't do? He rebounds better. He finishes inside better. He shoots free throws better. He's a more reliable corner shooter. He's more aggressive. He's more confident. What do you mean? He brings the ball up. He brings the ball up and starts the plays. I've never seen Troy Brown do that in his life. This is the difference between how me and you are looking at this. I know Rui can do all those things, but will he do them for the Lakers? I don't think so. Not not a single thing you said. I don't think the Lakers will have him doing that. Not saying that Rui isn't capable of it. He definitely is. And, you know, I've been begging for the Wizards to use him more all this time. But... Will they let Rui bring the ball up court? Absolutely not. Will he get a chance to get a lot of rebounds? Absolutely not. Will LeBron kick it out to him in the corner? Yes. What do you mean? I don't think so. Bro, I've never seen LeBron. First of all, LeBron not kicking out to an open corner shooter is not a, a, a realistic situation. I don't think... I well. Let me put it this way. Will Rui be the guy in the corner for LeBron to kick it out yes. to him? That's what yes. I don't think. I don't think so. Rui's going to be in their playoff closing lineup if they go to the fucking playoffs. 
It'll be oh. between if Bryant if Bryant isn't tripping and is not hacking, their best case scenario, they gotta go big either with Bryant and AD or with Hachimura and AD. I agree. Especially What's the problem? I'm not saying Hachimura is not gonna be he's not doing what Kuzma did in their bubble run. He's not doing that. Oh, of course not. I'm not saying Hachimura is gonna be their third best player by any means. I just don't but know. They don't need him to be. No, I said I'm not saying he is. I I know they don't need him to be. I know he won't. I, I think just, I think just I come. Know. Let's say let's say they don't kick it out to him. Let's say maybe if they do kick it out to him, he doesn't shoot well because you know Laker fans are like, "Yo, make your fucking shots," uh, and nobody on the in DC does that. Mm-hmm. That being said, if the fact that he's not a weak link defensively is already a needle moving move. That's true. Now, defensively, like another a, rotation piece who you could put out on starters. Yeah. I mean, bro, enough with the fucking Juan Toscano Anderson, really? Like, really? You talking about Rui Hachimura is not going to move the needle. If He's anything positive, Toscano Anderson. If anything positive, it's getting Juan Toscano Anderson out of the game. I will, exactly. I will definitely acknowledge that. Yes, yeah. exactly. So Hachimura, yeah. his just his archetype of a player arriving in this roster before we even see him play is moving the needle. That's fair. I'm the Lakers already people are looking at the Lakers like they're a favorite to either like clearly make the play in or sneak through into the playoffs, not having to play in the play in. Mm-hmm. And yeah. some of that is Anthony Davis coming back. I, I think they could disappoint even with Hachimura playing well. Yeah. But that's the conversation for another day. Yeah. This is like, this is a layup move for them. Hey, I, I think it's a good move. I do. I just fear they don't use Hachimura as well as you and I think they could. That's if, all. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. If you're right, I am I am obliterating LeBron about it. Because there's no one else who could be to blame. Darvin. And Westbrook. Westbrook, maybe. Westbrook, maybe. I just, I, I can't. I don't respect the Lake the way the Lakers play offense enough to blame their coaching. But he'd be doing the substitutions. If like Rui is like the second best player in the second unit with Westbrook, I don't I don't know how that's gonna look. And I think it has a lot of room to fail if that is what's gonna happen. I mean it has but, a lot of room to fail, but like Westbrook, Patrick all, Beverly, Russ- and Rui is not a solid they play together. Listen, first of all, Pat Bev is is goes more to the Lakers roster being trash. But Russ, yeah. Russ had Lonnie Walker playing great basketball with the second unit, did he not? LeBron and AD had Lonnie Walker looking like a solid starter, did they not? Lonnie Walker is aggressive. Rui's not aggressive. Yes, he is. You're tripping, bro. I'm, I'm telling you, I've watched more Wizards games than you have the last two years. That's been Rui's problem for the last two years. <clears throat> no, the problem is he doesn't know like how to attack. 
He's not going to learn on the Lakers. On the Lakers, it's easier. On the Lakers, you dribble less. All right, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. You You'll have confidence in the, in the trade. I don't. On the Wizards, on the Wizards, he had to bring the ball up. Like, why would you make him do that? You guys don't have a point guard. <laughs> exactly. On the Lakers, Le LeBron will take care of that. Russ will take care of that. You'll never have to do it. That's true. So I, true. I think his role is more defined. I'm I'm with you that it has a lot of room to fail. I just don't see Hachimura's impact like leading to that failure. I I agree with that. I think my only issue is I'm not sure how much impact he's gonna get the chance to show. That's it. I do think if he gets a chance to show any impact, it's gonna be positive. And it's going to be like majorly positive, but if that's if he gets a chance to show impact, that's all. I think the Lakers have shown that in the past they'll get somebody that's good, and we never get to see the full capabilities of that player. That's part of why they traded Kuzma. But the other reason is they could have. Uh... I mean, getting rid of the three second-round picks doesn't really apply, but getting rid of Kendrick Nunn is a positive. It is. It's a massive positive. Kendrick Nunn, and, like, I thought he played bad in Miami, especially the last year he was there. Yeah. I mean, when he, he barely played, when he did play. On the Lakers, he didn't even look like an NBA player. No, he didn't. I, I saw a few a few clips of him with the second unit in the Wizards. He actually fits. Yeah, I actually I really liked how he looked last night. Yeah, he's he's going for steals. He's attacking like he fits with us so much better. I mean, obviously we're an entirely different situation than them. Mm -hmm. But uh, I actually think he's going to play much better with us than over there. Lakers are a really high pressure team. You know, and Kendrick is not a high-pressure player. He needs to be able to make mistakes. He needs to be able to take bad shots, Wizards, make bad you know, passes. Wizards aren't playing anything for over there, so, you know, no pressure at all. We're not going <laughs> to... Those guys uh... aren't playing for anything, so there's no pressure at all, Kendrick. Come on in. <laughs> for the listeners, please look up the Dinwiddie post-game conference, uh, post-game questions uh, after, after losing, losing to, the Wizards. to the Wizards. Yeah. We're not going to get into it, but I'll just say off mic, Mike was not happy about that <laughs> for all the listeners. But, um, oh, man. We've, we've done enough um, post-game interview deep dives. Not today. Yeah, we have. We have. Uh, is there anything else, NBA, to talk about? Man, the injuries are, are starting to hit the league pretty hard. Yeah, they are. They are now. I mean, there's a few teams with multiple players out. Yeah, man. Going I, into all-star break is, you know, tough. I hate to be this the the hater, but I mean, cutting cutting the season 10, 15 games might be the move. Oh no. We'll save this, save that, because we we'll talk about that another day, too. Because we can talk about that for a long time. But it is it is bad when you have 
an all-star game when you might have four or five all-stars out of it is just not good at all. Especially I just vote, we, the voters. Yeah. I hate the, the fan like, vote ones. I hate that we'll have to. Well, I hope we don't, but I mean, I'm sure there'll be somebody. I don't want to see mm-hmm. like the the one sub and then another sub and then the fucking third. Like we need a third sub because like this many guys are out to the point where same example is always Kyle Korver with the fucking Hawks. Like we yeah. should never get to a point where we're looking at like who's been an elite role player this year. Let's just throw him in there. Like mm-hmm. there should all there's always enough guys playing all star caliber. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I was going to ask you the other day if somebody was better than Kyle Korver, but I can't remember who it was. I thought it was a wild Shooter? question. Yeah. I'll think about it another day. Bring it back to you. Um, I think that's all I have. Do you have anything else? Uh, no, that's it for today. I'm, uh, we'll be back with the all-star start definitive starters. Yeah. Uh, and we'll get into those. And obviously the NFL, uh, conference championship games, definitely deep dive those. Let me ask you this real quick. Out of the all-stars we just said, who would be the biggest snub? Who do you think is the biggest snub alert? Interesting. Because keep in mind, we gave seven without those guys. So that means John and Zion are definitely going to make it. But if they don't, I mean, if if John's going to be playing, but Zion might not play because he might be hurt too. So that leaves one more. So, yeah, who, who do you think would be the biggest snub? I mean, in the, West, in the West... In the West, it would it would be either Fox or Dame. Both would be snubs. You think Damian might get snubbed? <clears throat> yeah. Fox I think, is, be, I think Fox. Fox is a third seed. Shea's averaging thirty. Ja, Luca, Steph, uh, PG's obviously gonna get in off the rep. CJ should get in. Because the team started off the year hot, I think I don't think CJ. I think CJ is on snub alert, but I think Fox would be the bigger snub if he's snubbed. I think Fox is also on snub alert, but I think Fox would be the bigger snub. I think Dame would make it similar to PG. It's just the the rep. He just has sixty. I mean, he's been playing. He's been playing good, and when the team plays good, they play really good. I think Dame will make it. Top 75, you know, all that stuff. But it's Fox for me. But I, I, I can tell see... you, I, I'll be really upset with the league if Markinen doesn't make it. He's definitely on snub alert, but I would too. Yeah, I would too. I think Markinen has been dogging enough teams to definitely make it. I'll tell you what, if Markinen is the bonus, like, uh-huh. I, I'm – to to the point of like the reputation on guys, yeah. If fucking Aiton makes it over Sabonis or Markinen, I'm gonna be deceased. He won't. No way. There's no way. No way. If Gobert makes it over anybody we named, I'll be I'm upset. not even watching the fucking All Star game. 
I think that's a I think that's more of a possibility than Aiton, though. Yeah. You know it was a possibility yeah. in the Spurs. East who disgust me is uh Brooke Ooh. Lopez. Disgusting. Bobby Portis averages more the rebounds same than Brooke Lopez. The same amount of points and more rebounds. Yeah. I would pick Jared Allen over Lopez. I would do. If I, yeah, if they have to get another center, and they might do that, they might say, "Oh, we need more bigs. Need a, need another center yeah. or something like that." Valachunas should get a look in that case. If Miami's uh, if Miami's best player gets it, uh, yeah, no, he's not going to. There's no even, way. I don't even have a reaction to what I would think. I think Trey is the clear snubbler in the East. You? Trey mm. or DeRozan? I think it's more Tyrese and, and DeRozan. You think Ty- Tyrese is leading the league in assists right now? You think he's going to get snubbed? I think he could. For Levine, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that too. Yeah. It's like the problem is also... Um, some teams are better in the standings, but the, the game difference is so small that mm-hmm. you really like, like we know that Tyrese's best assist guy is one of the best point guards, but like Levine's been cooking, especially since coming back. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's still explosive as ever. So <clears throat> yeah. And, and DeJounte's and that's a had a lot of they... big DeJounte has had a lot of massive games for Atlanta. Yes, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. It's so close. You really can't even use the record for those teams. Yeah, it's only you know, like the top positive. couple teams. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, we'll be back, like like you said, to talk about basically our Super Bowl predictions. Um, talk about the All-Stars. Uh, all that fun stuff. Um Australian Open is going strong. Almost over. Finals coming up. Uh, the women's final has been decided. The men's final has not yet at the moment. Um, so definitely check that out if you're a tennis fan. If you're not, it's still just amazing to watch. Fun to watch. A lot of Americans this year. Yeah, for who was our the American young guy fans. that made it? Uh, the American guy? Paul. Tommy Paul. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Yep. So their semifinals are this are as we are recording tomorrow for us. But yep. So subscribe, follow us, all that good stuff. Um, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to us. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next time.